The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. And joining us again, uh, I think it's the, uh, Derek, I think this is the quickest turnaround that someone has repeated on the show. Yeah, I think you're right. Did I, did I break the record? I think you may have broken the record. And that voice right there, if you heard, if you remember hearing him back in April, that is the voice of Senior Director of Brand Strategy at Bandai America, Cisco Maldonado. Wow, you, you got doing? the name right. The right intonation, everything. I'm impressed. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> yeah, no, you did, a, you did a fantastic job. Most people butcher my name, so I appreciate it. See, if I if I butchered it, it would have been I would have been a success. Typically, I, I I could see. I didn't even ask you before show, and I don't think I asked you last time before show either. Oh. Um, but I, I can ask before show, get it right. You know, sit there, repeat it. Okay, Maldonado, Maldonado, Maldonado. Get it right, and all of a sudden come up, and then come out completely different. I was like, I don't get it. I had it right before show. I can't get it right now. <laughs> but hey, I got it right now. So Yeah, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh so last time we talked One Piece, the great yeah. the great figures from Anime Heroes, uh from the Anime Heroes line, which Derek and I have, and we both can attest. They are great pieces. I definitely would put them up as a rival to anything Hasbro's putting out. I really would. I, I mean, they're great. Well, that's glad to hear. Kudos. But we may talk more anime heroes later. Primarily, the reason why Cisco's back is coming out in October. Ish, yeah. Ish, maybe sooner, sooner. Depending, depending on the retailer, right? <clears throat> and this this was a show that we talked about, and I know I own the first season on DVD, Digimon. Yeah, Digimon X is coming out now. For those who don't know, you could go check out my my 
coverage of the release on WeebyGeeks.net. Um, this is a new evolution, next evolution of gameplay. Yeah. And instead of actually, you know, instead of me going in and quoting and just reading verbatim the press release, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Digimon X. Yeah, of course. These I'm actually excited for. I've never been excited. I, I Digimon is like, yeah, I love the series, but not really into the, the device. The, yeah. the device. This I'm interested in the device. This actually has my interest. Yeah, it's um, it's a long time in coming, right? And and so I guess for for your listeners at home, um, you kind of have to start at the beginning, right? <clears throat> so. You know, some 20 odd years ago, right, uh, if we remember we were like in high school or middle school or, or depending on, on your age, if we don't date ourselves, there was the original Tamagotchi, right? And that's yep, the thing that yep. like caught the world by storm, right? Yeah, and, and, I remember and that. Basically, um, it was that the first virtual pet, right? Yep. And like people would get in trouble in class because a little beep would go off and then people had to like, it was... It was like a pet. You had to take care of it and train it and nurture it and all these kind of things like that. And um, about a year later, right, Bandai decided, you know what? We need a version that is more geared towards, like, young boys, right? Because one thing is, like, raising this little digital pet thing, but then you give it to boys, they're going to want to fight it, right? That's just sort of our nature, right? And so they introduced Digimon, right? Well, basically, in in Japanese, Digimon is, you know... um, your digital monster, right? And it was the kind of, and I just say the, the cooler, younger brother of Tamagotchi, right? Came out about a year later, and it was a virtual pet that not only could you train and evolve into all these different monsters, right? But at the top of each device are, are these two little metal contacts that when you touch them to another Digimon digital device, right, you can battle each other. Right? This was the first wireless head-to-head game that existed, right? Yeah. With with yep. eight-bit sprites, right, and, and three buttons, and it was really simple and easy to learn. And it did such a, a phenomenal job of capturing the imagination of people. It spun off an entirely new franchise, right, which was like Digimon Adventures, which was it was on like Fox Kids and, and the animation, and and it just kind of grew into its own universe per se right yeah. that it always had its roots in what this digital monster was and it really was about these basically as, as the story and as the saga goes of these kids who are transported into this digital world and they are paired with these digital monsters that help them save that digital world and the monster follows them through basically their entire lives and it becomes this relationship this partnership that these kids have with it right and, and so the the actual digital device spun off in, uh, on a left turn while the animation made a right turn, even though they still share the same name Digimon and they both come from the same world, right? So it, 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 was, a, it was a spin-off that has life of its own. And so about a year and a half ago, we re-released the Digimon device, right? And we called it like the 20th anniversary edition. And for the most part, it was exactly the same. There were a few little tweaks here and there, right? For the most part, it was the same thing. So we basically were telling people play it again for the very first time, right? Like you remember this from your childhood, right? Here's this little device that's roughly like one and a half inches by like two and a half inches. And it has this like really kind of cool retro eight bit sprite screen. And you can raise these digital monsters. And we knew that it it was gonna 
be well received, right? If for no other reason than it's a nostalgia factor, folks already had one when they were growing up. So we released it about a year and a half ago, knowing that there are different evolutions of this gameplay, which leads us to now, which is Digimon X, right? And Digimon X is essentially the Digimon 20th anniversary device, but it adds new things to it that um, are, I guess, the first precursor to a new software update for a 20-year-old product, right? And so for folks who are familiar with Digimon or folks who aren't, there are things you can do with Digimon X that you weren't able to do with the first original 20th anniversary edition, right? So for one thing, um, you can raise multiple Digimon at the same time. You can have up to three, right? And you can oh, sort wow. of trade off. If you get tired of one, you can switch over and, and raise these things. Um, it has a... Um, it's called the Xi XAI um, attack generator, and and it stands technically for the X antibody indicator, and in Japanese Xi is uh, means dice, right? Which when you play every day, you roll this dice, this virtual dice on this device, and it tells you how hard or easy it is going to be to play that particular day, which means depending on how well you do in your little battles, you get certain buffs versus not, right? Um, it determines which areas you might go into. So it really expands the play pattern and it's different every day. And for the first time, the battle system is skill-based. So it's not just mashing buttons. It is how good are you in determining um, your probability for a critical hit, right? Um, which means that instead of just going to one area and beating this monster and then going on to the next area, it's different every time you play, which really expands that play value Right, and then my personal favorite feature is there are facial expressions for the first time. Right, so imagine these eight-bit characters, right, that kind of like you know um, pace back and forth on the screen because, right, like this isn't Call of Duty; these are eight-bit characters. So all they do is you know walk to the left, about face, walk to the right, and that's how they kind of go about their lives, right? But for Digimon X, whenever you get a critical hit in a battle it will close up to their face and they'll either be smiling or they'll be frowning depending on how well that hit happened, right? So you know as a little reward when you get your critical hit right before it happens, you see them like, you know, their teeth are bared or you see them like smile. It's actually really uh, cute and endearing, but in a fun way because you know, oh, I got the critical hit, right? And then I guess last but not least is it is backward compatible with the original 20th anniversary. Right? So if in the 20th anniversary, you can collect up to 114 different Digimon evolutions, right? Digimon X, you can have an additional 110, right? Which means they're backward compatible and you can play them against each other, right? So for all you mathematicians out there, if you have like 110 and 107, right? Your 100 factorial possible combinations of one Digimon fighting another, if you raise them and train them the right way. So for 20 bucks, it's a lot of play value, just saying, yeah. right? And, and it's ultimately wow. portable, and it can fit on your keychain, in your pocket, on your briefcase, wherever, right? And your you can pause it. So, like, you don't, like, kill your Digimon if you forget to feed them because you're, like, in school or have a meeting. You can pause them. It kind of sticks them in a little refrigerator, and you can take them out when you're ready to play again. So that, that's a nice little feature. 
You, you have to wait 45 <laughs> minutes for him to chill after coming out deep freeze. Otherwise, they don't set right, right? And then they get all exactly. <laughs> So as I'm looking on the website, because obviously it's not on the website yet, but I've got some great pictures on WeBeGeeks.net from yeah. the press release. You're saying the Digimon X will work with the Digimon and the Digimon original that is listed on the website. Yes. I mean, oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. Right? I mean, because the, the form factor is the same, right? Like the, the footprint that they exist. So those little metal contacts at the top of the device are in exactly the same place in the 20th anniversary as Digimon X, right? So all you got to do is just sort of make them head to head, touch them, hit the battle button, take them apart, and then you're, you're playing this wireless, basically, battle between you and another Digimon device. It's pretty cool. Well, that's wild. That is, that's really cool. I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, and, and, and fans have been clamoring for this for a long time. Um, when I was looking at our Twitter feeds and, like, going on Reddit, and when we launched, you know, like, the new colors for, like, the 20th anniversary, you know, I would always see these comments, like, when is X coming out? When are you going to put X out? Like, what colors are they going to be? Are you going to add this version? Like, because it's been out in Japan for a long time. Not a long time, but for like a year and a half, two years, right? There's been like the Japanese version of the Digimon X. And if you wanted to like go to like uh, one of those import websites and then right. like have it, like people were paying like 60, 70 bucks plus for something you can get now for 20 bucks, wow. right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's how much fans wanted it. They were willing to pay five times the price to have that feature. Wow. Well, good. At least you know you, you'll have uh, something good on your hands there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the colors. I'm, I've gone back to the to the to the story I did on the site on WeBeGeeks.net. Um, I know my daughter would go after the purple one. She loves purple. Yeah. Me, I like the white and blue, but it's almost too much white. But I love the black and red. Yeah, my, I have the my personal one that I actually have uh, on my keychain is the white and uh, and the blue. The black and red looks pretty cool, though. Uh, it, it was funny. When we are pre-selling these things on Amazon, like, they're sold out. Like, we have to, like, we're working on raising their cap right now. But, like, in the first, like, week and a half, I was looking at, like, you know, just sales and how they're doing. And this thing is flying off the shelves like hotcakes. I was really, really uh, not surprised, but pleased that it was going as fast as it was. Right? So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it looks like it's, it's pretty badass looking. You know, it's... it's it's this jet black with this bright crimson X on it. Yeah. Kind of hard not to miss. With, with, with the, uh, <laughs> with the frame, with the key, with the yeah. with that key gate frame. With the, with the buttons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I will definitely be going after the black and red. Yeah. And, and, uh, if I, if I can find it in the stores, if you can find it in the stores. Yes. Well, you know, obviously like resells and then online until it comes out, um, you know, in person, but yeah. Yeah, and then depending on whether you get the red, okay, so there's there's four in the in in the first wave, right? And two of them have the red X, right? Mm -hmm. And then two of them have the blue X, right? Now, there's different Digimon in the red version than there are in the blue version, right? Oh. So yeah, so in terms of like the ultimate form of Digimon, so um, if I remember correctly, I hope I don't get it wrong. In the red version, like the ultimate version, you can have like Sakuyamon X. And I think in the blue version, 
You don't. You get like um, Magrita Monex or something like that. I think in, in the ultimate form, they actually are different. So if you really want all the possible options of Digimon X, there we have them spread over two devices. So in other words, you got to get two farms. P- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Clever. Because just one, <laughs> you can't battle them against each other, right? So you have to like they're like bookends. Well, I guess that just means if if Zoe gets the purple one, just to make sure we get them all, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get the white. It, I mean, I like the white. Don't get me wrong; it looks, it, it pops really yeah, nice. It's a, little, it's a little. The white one is is a little more understated. You know. Yeah. Um, it's it, a personal taste. I just know me. I tend to get stuff that's that white gets dirty really quick, especially with the nature of the business I'm in, where I'm in grimy entertainment world with dust and but, but think, think pyro about dust and all that. So I'm holding the white one now, right? And there's these little, like, grouts in the brick. So if your grimy hands are all over this white device and you wipe it down, you're actually going to fill in the grout with like your grime, which is kind of cool, and you're going to see the bricks even more. Think about it that uh, way. Natural weathering. Okay, okay good point. So, good right? point. And some people actually they get like a little micro sharpie pen, and they will fill in the cracks in the grout in the bricks to make them stand out. If you go on like on Pinterest and stuff like that, people are customizing uh, their Digimon and they're uh, actually filling in the cracks with different colors. It actually looks really cool, and it's not hard. You can like. You know, I should try to do it. Um, as long as something like kind of rubs off, it'll it'll fit in that little crevices. So, food for thought. Take a little rubber cement or liquid latex, put it on, and make it a, a do do my own weathering to it too, and add other colors to it. Yeah, it, think of it as like the perfect oh. canvas, right? Like not like yeah. I'm not going to get in trouble for it, but I'm saying if you want to customize your own Digimon, this is the only white one that exists. Everything else has a color. I, okay, I, I may be sold now. This is a blank canvas, <laughs> right? Just saying. I, I, I'm getting into Greebles and painting Greebles <laughs> and, and doing the weathering stuff for like Star Wars cosplay or just when we go to the parks. I, you got me sold. I there love the blue. The white would then allow me to add almost like a graffiti-esque type look at the different colors of... The various shows that I run with with the blue. There you go. That would be oh okay. I, I think so. Right. We get the purple. I get the blue. Then we get then we have both farms. I, th- I think that may be the way to do it. Yeah. Um. So how how long was the process to bring yeah the software and everything for American standards? So. That, that's it's kind of a loaded question, right? Um, very, very similar, but not exactly to um, making video games, right? There is how long does it physically take to make stuff happen versus when is it going to be available to the public, right? So right. when I released the third wave of the original 20th anniversary, right? That's the one that had like the glow in the dark version and it had like some of the translucent colors. I already knew Digimon X was happening, right? And we could have released it at the same time, but we really wanted to make sure that 
we had enough colors out there for the original version, and we wanted to let it simmer a little bit and get people excited about it and then make sure that the retailers have time to sort of keep it in stock. Because what will happen a lot of times is if you release a sequel to a movie too soon, people aren't going to want to watch the first one, right? And so if this is a sequel to Digimon, right, you sort of have to give Digimon some breathing room not just for the public, but for the retailers, because some retailers like at Amazon, they'll take it right away, right? But depending on, and this is sort of a little under the hood in terms of what goes into marketing a product, um, there are certain mass retailers that they only put new product in at certain times of the year, right? They have their fall set and they have their spring set. And depending on when you're available to ship it out, you might miss your window by a month because it's just not ready to come off the factory floor until it's too late. Right. And then shipping and all of these things like that. So depending on when it is possible to release them might not be the same as when it's available to the public. Right. So in, in terms of and a very long winded answer your question is. In real time, it took us about 12 to 13 months from the time we said we're doing it. Here are the colors to the time the press release came out and the pre-sale on Amazon. Right. As far as how quickly we could have made it, if we were to have like an operation warp speed for Digimon, we could have done it in about five months, right? But by that point in time, you don't want to have a flood of everything coming out because one, you're not going to give enough room for people to like experience the original one. And then second of all, like are the retailers even going to be able to have it in the first place? And then you're sitting on a mountain of stuff in your garage, so to speak, waiting for it to get shipped out. So it's a balancing act of like, marketing and logistics and operations and all the other kind of stuff that goes along with it. Okay. Yeah, it's funny how much you know, a lot of people probably don't realize how much of all that goes into all these these releases and everything. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's uh hence the art of marketing, right? Um, I mean, as a kid, I always wondered like why wouldn't they do this? Right? It would make perfect sense if these things happen. But when once you're in it, right, there's all these levers that you have to pull at the right time. And, you know, even right. with COVID and are people even buying stuff? And, and there's all these things you have to think about. Um, so I, I, I mean, call me a marketing nerd, but <laughs> I think it's interesting to talk about the process, especially with like with your audience, right? Because we all are in the same boat in the sense that we want to know how stuff gets done, right? One thing is talking about the product, right? And then one thing is talking about how it's made. Everything from like the storyline and how it integrates itself into the product, right? And that gives you a, dip, a deeper appreciation right. for that actual thing. So here's here's a perfect example we just came to mind. So if, and, and for all you folks at home who are listening to this podcast, if you have the original 20th anniversary Digimon device, whether it was 20 years ago, you bought it like last year or, or a couple months ago, and you turn it off and you look at the screen, right? Burned into the screen, there's going to be like a scene. Some have like a forest, some have mountains, right? There, there is a background scene that is that is burned into the, the LED screen, right? And that is consistent with the Digimon story, right? And, and the, the digital world and the monsters are, and that's their setting. Now, in the Digimon X saga, right? the creator of the digital world decided there was not enough memory, right? And so he decided he was going to delete all Digimon and start over again, 
right? And the Digimon that had the X antibody survived. And that was about like 5% of all Digimon, right? And that's sort of how that story began. Now, on the Digimon mm. X device, if you turn it off and you look at the screen, and I'm looking at the screen right now on, my, on, the, on the white one, um, I have a forest scene, but all the trees are scorched. And it's like Mordor, right? Oh, it's like wow. there's nothing left, right? Huh. Now, we didn't have to do it, right? But it's this neat little, like, real-time Easter egg that, depending on the, the red version or the blue X version, um, there's a different scene that's there that sort of shows, like, mass destruction. And that's the world that the X-antibody Digimon populate, right? So if, if you look at a huh. chart, of all the Digimon in Digimon X, red, burn, blue version, there are different versions, right? So there is um, Agumon X, right? And Agumon's like the most famous of the Digimon. Well, in this digital world, he has the X antibody, right? So there's Agumon and Agumon X, and that makes him exist, right? But not every Digimon has the X after it, right? There is Damemon without the X, because Damemon is immune to the X virus, computer virus, right? So it's these little things that, that make the bridge from the content to the actual device, right? As, as much as possible, because obviously, you know, the show's been, has like hundreds of episodes and it's on everywhere and there's been movies and video games and cosplayers and you name it, right? So wherever mm -hmm. possible, we try to sort of bring those two dovetails back together again. We try, and these little tiny things like burning an image onto an LED screen, that's just our little way to say, hey, we haven't forgotten about the story and how we got here in the first place. That is really, that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's stuff that you're not going to see on our website, right? This is stuff that people are going to talk about on Reddit. This is stuff that maybe on Twitter, I'll right. say, hey, guys, turn off your screen and look at it. What, what do you think about that, right? Like, these are going to be little things that are going to be for fans, and then see how much, you know, buzz or heater generates, right? So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. Now, what's the difference between the American version and the Japanese version? Or is there really none at all? Um, for the most part, there's none at all. Um, I guess the, the biggest, most noticeable version is, like, some of the navigation screens won't have the... The, the uh, not the kanji. It won't have the um, the katakana okay. for the character names, right? So if you have like Toronomon in the Japanese version, it may or may depending on which version you have, it may not say Toronomon. It'll it'll have the the Japanese katakana for the phonetic equivalent of Toronomon X, right? And then like some of the numbers and in, in the entry screens need to be localized. So that's really the main difference. Like I have a. Japanese version in my office and I was playing through it and once I got through the intro screens when you first set it up you can't even tell the difference for the most part okay <laughs> and, and the packaging's different that's the actually that's the biggest difference so the Japanese versions had a um, the packaging the closest thing I can compare it to is it had like a half plastic cylinder right so those is like this round bubble thing and then you saw the device on the inside and it had like a, the cardboard backer that showed the, the Digimon X monsters, right? right? The US version has the same, mm. it's, it's in a box, right? And, and it's actually the packaging looks absolutely fantastic. 
Yes. Um, it is. It harkens back to the original Digimon packaging that has the three windows, one on top of each other, and the middle window actually shows the device, right? And so when I was working on the packaging, we were researching, like, how do we make it, like, new and fresh and exciting? And I did some research, and I looked at the old packaging from, like, 20 years ago, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. How can we um, go back to that and still keep it fresh but have it recognizable enough? And so the – and kudos to the folks in Japan who are working on the, on the, the packaging with me. We went through lots of different versions, and we finally settled on one that looks really, really good. And so I think that's the major difference, <laughs> if, if, if really, if you're honest, of the U.S. version and the Japanese version. It's the packaging, right? Okay. It really pops off a lot on shelf, um, and we've had universal, um, you know, acceptance of like, wow, this looks great, and, and we're really happy with it. So it's fun. Hey, Derek, I I dropped into the chat for you the uh, link to the story off our site. Where you, you can see a, okay. the picture, of the packaging, and of of the uh, the devices. Uh, now you mentioned this was first wave. Is there another wave of colors that will be coming out? Obviously, twenty twenty two. Um. Well, I mean, you can read into it what you want, right? If if there's a first wave, right, and there's others out there, right? So it's not like there aren't other Digimon X versions out in the world already, right? So like the Japanese versions, right? There's a blue, there's a red, there's a gold, there's a silver. Like, oh yeah, it's common knowledge, right? It ain't a secret. You can go online and look up Japanese Digimon X and you'll see all the different versions that they're there, which means there is an opportunity to say, which ones do we want to do next? So if you're asking the direct question, is there going to be a wave two of new colors? At some point in time, probably, right? What Again, right? what I have to do is I have to figure out when is the majority of people going to have access to this first wave? And how long do I sort of set the stage where people can discover it, pick the colors that they want, play around with it before I introduce a possible wave two, three, four, whatever, right? And then how do I space that out? How long do I wait? Do I wait till holiday of 22? Do I wait until the spring of 22? Like, who knows, right? It it depends on how well it sells. It depends on how well the retailers like it, right? Sometimes a new product comes in and they only have so much shelf space, right? So do I wait a season or two, right? And make sure I get placement in store so that more people can get it. Right. So I'm in the stage right now where like I have my, you know, my ideal plan of where I want things to be. But you have to sort of bump that up against reality in terms of like what is the future going to look like? Right. And, and how much demand is there? Right. And, and am I going to make 100,000 of these things? Right. And then have them sit for a while or like do I make smaller quantities and, and let them out little by little? So there's all these different things. Um, and then also there's the whole color selection. Right. Like. What would be a really super cool color that hasn't existed before? Do I go with the translucent color? Do I go with, like, plaid? I don't know, right? Like, there's a lot you can do with plastic, right? So it's just a matter of what's going to be next in a Digimon world, and is it the right time to continue something or to start something brand new? You, you say plaid, I, I immediately go to Spaceballs and go, hey, and think, <laughs> Digimon, they've gone plaid. 
exactly. Right. Or a tartan, right? Something like that. Now, yes. Um, on on a previous show, uh, on one of the other shows, we we've had someone from Pop Insider on, and they talked about how with the pandemic, shipping from overseas has gotten backed up. How would with the release of Digimon X, how do you account for backups at the at the ports uh, trying to get stuff in? Yeah, well, Bandai has a fantastic logistics and supply chain department, and they make my job easy. I basically say, if I want product to arrive in store on this day, when do I need to tell the people in the factory, turn on the machine? Right. And they have this entire calendar that says, well, based off of the time of the year and Chinese New Year and how fast the factories are working and all these things, they have their super complicated formulas of when is the best time to order product. Right. Versus when do they roll off the factory floor versus when do they get shipped versus when do they go to store? So there's all these little checkpoints. Right. And, um, you know, we have regular meetings and they say, oh, there's delays in shipping. So if you want to admit, meet this day, um, we need to order next month as opposed to now nah, you can wait two or three months to order the next batch. Right. Because we don't we don't really necessarily I don't have a machine in, in our back office that just pumps these things out. Right. So I have to be thinking three, four, five months ahead from the time I order to the time it'll be available in the States. Right. Which means I have to guess of how well it's going to do based off of how conditions in the market are right now. So you mm-hmm. always want to order a little bit more so you don't get painted in a corner, but you don't want to go so heavy where you're like, how do I get rid of all this stuff? Right. So right. There, there's, a, there's a science as well as an art and sometimes just a gut feel. Right. And, and if, if everyone's really like turned on on this thing and you're like, you know what? I think it'll be fine. Let's order more now. Such that if there are shipping delays, then uh, I got a funny story to tell you. This reminded me. If there are shipping delays, <laughs> then you can plan for it. So here's a funny story, and I'm try. I will not get people in trouble, so I will hide the names and the locations to protect the innocent. But um, there was a case where we had, and this was for the 20th anniversary of Digimon, right? They're they're sent on shipping containers, these giant um, cargo ships, right? Mm-hmm. And this cargo ship was on the high seas. And it landed in port, and the port authorities of this particular nationality, they do these inspections to make sure that it's safe and all these things like that, right? Well, they opened one of the containers on this giant ship, and out came a lizard, right? This brilliant green lizard, right? I'm not saying it's like a Jurassic Park moment, right? But apparently, in the country that this port was supposed to deliver stuff, there were no predators of this kind of reptilian variety, right? And the last thing you want is this boat to wreak havoc on the ecosystem of a country that doesn't have any natural, you know, predators to eat this lizard creature thing. There were no birds that could eat this thing. There were, like, who knows what would happen, right? And so they had to shut down the entire boat and search every single container, which took, like, weeks And it was sitting offshore because it could cause this ecological disaster, right? It didn't, right? But they still have to check their boxes because the last thing you want is, like, introducing something to uh, an ecosystem that can't support it, 
right? Like it's a, in, in, in Hawaii, if, if your listeners have ever gone to Kauai and there's a lot of chickens in Kauai, there's so many chickens running around the island of Kauai, they have t-shirts at the airport. And I went there a couple of years ago and I'm like, what's with all these chickens? Well, apparently back in like, you know, about 67 years ago, someone introduced chickens and there were no natural predators. So these chickens just flourished everywhere because they had nothing to kill them off. Right. And so there's all these chickens. Now, granted, they're just an annoyance. Right. And, and you, know, you see them crossing the road and hoping why they're going the other side. But, you know, this lizard thing I was told about in a, in a conference call. And I'm like, really? Is that why we can't like ship in product? So you always have to account for these little acts of nature that just sort of sneak on board a boat that kind of ruin your day. Wow. Yeah. But you think with, with Hawaii, with the chickens? There'd be a flourish of chicken restaurants to help the population. You would, you would think Chick-fil-A would be outstanding, <laughs> right? Just like farm-raised. They're just organic. Just chicken off the street. McDonald's. Yeah, really? McDonald's. Freshest chicken nuggets ever. <laughs> you, want, you want a little... <laughs> you want a little poi with that? Um, what comes next with Digimon X? What comes next? Well, um... I mean, at this point in time, right, and, and we're, we just started the month of June, right, depending on when people are listening to this. Um, we just announced, right, people can buy it online, um, pre-sale, right? And when it comes out, right, it, it'll, this is sort of the next evolution of Digimon, right? And so we're going to have our advertising, commercials, and social media, and all that kind of stuff, and, and I'm doing podcasts and interviews and all that kind of things, right? So that's sort of the world that I'm in right now is making sure that a lot of people one, are aware that Digimon X is out, finally, right? Part of my job now is, of folks who aren't familiar with the original 20th anniversary, how do I let them know, one, that you don't need any experience from the 20th anniversary to appreciate Digimon X, but if you do have the 20th anniversary, this is a whole lot more, right? There, it isn't like the 20th anniversary, you know, is just going to be on a shelf somewhere and no one's going to touch it. People still will. Right, like it's almost like if, if Netflix, if you start, you know, the new season, people are going to backtrack. They're going to start it from the beginning again. Right, that's sort of what we're right. hoping. So, so part of our messaging is, it's the next evolution of gameplay that's backward compatible. I think that's the beauty of it. Right, like you can have both versions and you can add to your collection. Right, like Tamagotchi, um, Tara, who who works in the office with me, and she handles that brand. There's like almost like two dozen different colors and styles, right? Oh, they have a tie-dye version, they have a gingham version, they have like all these like really bright colors and people collect them that way. Now, granted, for Digimon, the, the play pattern and, and the audience is a little bit different, but people still collect these things, right? And so I want to encourage people to like, when you collect these things and you have one device battling five device, you actually get a bonus egg that turns into more Digimon. Right. So for the 20th anniversary, the way that the, the, the software works that if you battle five other Digimon devices, whether you own all five or you have friends, whenever your one device touches five different devices, it will activate an additional bonus egg that you can evolve and train into more Digimon. Right. So so there's that aspect to it. So there's a, still a lot that's out there that Digimon fans know and reveal to themselves that maybe. I'll sort of let the cat out of the bag saying like, hey, guess what, folks? Did you know you can do this, right? To keep a little bit of newness in the message and then encourage them to add to the collection 
wait for Digimon X, if there's another wave of Digimon X, like what new characters are going to be into that, right? And then see how long it lasts before we figure out like what's next for, for the Digimon universe. And then, you know, on, on the game side, right? I mean, the movie came out like last year and there's going to be new episodes, you know, coming to like streaming platforms. So there's a lot of stuff that's, that's in the works right now, right? Um, and, and it's just an opportunity for folks to sort of rediscover this franchise for the first time, right? Because the the animation is fantastic and the story yes, is actually is. pretty deep, right? And, and without mentioning like a competitive digital monster catch them if you can franchise. Yeah, yeah. You, right? you, mean, you mean the ones with the Jamaican proctologists? <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> these aren't... Did you want... You don't catch them all and have them fight each other, right? They have a relationship with their their trainers, right? And they follow them from adolescence to adulthood, right? And throughout the course of the story, like, it's some pretty deep stuff, right? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't pander to kids. It, it's like there are real mature themes of loss and consequences of your actions and, you know, being the best and all these things like that that are universal truths that, that I think resonate with Digimon fans specifically, which is why there's so many versions, Digimon Adventure and Digimon Rise and Digimon The Beginning and Digimon and all these things like that, because there's a hunger, there's a need for this great content. And as more people discover this content, right, they're going to want to show their, their affection for this thing. And, and everything from like a t-shirt to, to the device, to little characters and figurines, to just going to Comic-Con and dressing like, like Agumon or Omegamon, right? There's always gonna be those opportunities out there. And I'm just doing my small part in adding stuff to fans, right? Regardless of if they're a fan of the device versus a fan of the animation. And my hope is that those two worlds will cross more often than not. So I will say, if you're, if you're, th- Getting like I probably will the white Digimon X, mm-hmm. and you want to just carry on an expansion, and you want to keep a theme going. You could go get the white Digimon Original Twenty. You could with the with the black buttons and the black frame. Yeah, yep. and, and create yourself your own colored brigade. You could. So you know that, that's a fantastic. That's a fantastic idea. Um, so yeah. So like you know, I look at all the social posts all the time, and, and we love to repost stuff that Digimon fans do. So if your fans out there, if they have them and they want to decorate and they want to like tweet, and we follow and just hashtag Digimon, and we see something we like, we'll retweet it saying, "Hey, guess what? Like so and so from Sarasota, Florida, just decked out their Digimon X with." I don't know, metallic bronze paint or whatever, like that could be kind of cool too. We'll retweet it. I'll retweet it myself. <laughs> that would be cool to see. We may, we may have to push that on Weeby Geeks Twitter <laughs> with, and, and tag you guys in it. Let's see your, your customized digital devices for Digimon. People customize stuff all the time, whether it's Gundam or whether it's their action figures, right? It, it, it's not a secret oh, yeah. but all the time. That, that's, that's why the internet exists, that and, and cat videos, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, it's funny you, you, you mentioned Gundam. Um, having recently, because of One Piece search and other anime hero search, 
and search for Star Wars stuff from another company. Um, Gundams. I finally started seeing them rolling back into my target. Yeah, the model mm-hmm. kits and the Gundam um, Universe the action figures. Yeah, it was more the action figures. Yeah, those are sweet. What? What's yeah, new? Those are really yeah. What's new awesome. with what's new with that? And what's and is there anything new coming down the road with that that you could talk about? Yes, absolutely. Right. So, Gundam. Okay. So. <clears throat> And I have to ask you because I'm not super familiar. Like your your fan base is, I would imagine, already pretty familiar at least with the Gundam franchise universe, right? For the most part, like they've yeah. seen Gundam Wing or or they saw Ready Player One and they saw the scene with Gundam down in the Mechagodzilla. Like, yeah. If I say Gundam, they'll kind of understand, right? Yes. So, yeah, we we we've talked sure, Gundam. Yeah. We we don't talk a lot of anime, which is downfall of us. Uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find people to cover it more for the website. Um, And I would, I would love to, as I'm delving into it more, um, because this will be, because I have a question for you from my daughter and her friends. Okay. um, Mm -hmm. That we'll get into after Gundam. Sure. Um, But I, I've always been fascinated by Gundam because one, I love sci-fi. I love robots. Uh I love the mechs. And like we talked about yep. last episode, and we have talked about this on the show, with Japan actually making a life-size Gundam. Oh, yeah. It's like the, the, <laughs> that, oh, yeah. One, that, one scale. That thing is epic. Yeah. That kneels and yeah. like, everything. Like, yeah. Where, thing. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gundam. I mean, Bandai is Gundam and vice versa, right? Like, it, what's, what's fascinating is... <clears throat> Back in like 1978, when the first Gundam just happened, right? There was Clover, and they were like the production company, and, and they were the ones that sort of they started the show that turned into the toy that reinvigorated the show that made the more like the whole toys to TV that feedback loop, yeah. right? Like it started with Gundam. That's how it started. Prior to Gundam, they had this genre of like super robots, right? That would do impossible things, like grow. Right? Like, no, a robot is a piece of machinery, right? And Gundam was the first time that it treated <laughs> this, like, super robot genre in a real logistical scientific way, right? And 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 to be clear, right, because otherwise, right. like, Gundam fans would, like, hunt me down, they're not robots, right? They are tools. Imagine a fighter jet with arms mm-hmm. and legs. That's what a Gundam yep. battle frame is. Kind of like Pacific Rim, sort of, Right. Um, But that's essentially, it's a mobile suit, right? And Gundam frames are a specific kind of mobile suit, right? And so what you're seeing in Target right now is these model kits that Bandai is world famous for, right? These are your Snap Model Gunpla kits, which basically stands for um, Gundam Model Kits Gunpla, Gundam Plastic Model, right? Right. And you don't need glue. You don't need tools. You don't need paint. Because when you open the box and, and you have like the little frame with all the pieces, right? They're all colored. It's a proprietary sprue. That's sort of the, the official name of it, where the red leg fits on the blue body and you don't have to paint. All you got to do is twist them off, snap them together, and off you go, right? And there's different grades of models, right? Some are as little as like 10 bucks, and they'll take you like an hour to two hours to put them together, right? And then others, you can go all the way up to something that is like, you know, $200 plus, that'll take you a good 
40, 50 hours to put together, right? And, and everything in between. Oh, yeah. And that's just the model kits, right? But then what I, what I had mentioned before, the Gundam universe is these, like, basically these six-and-a-half-inch action figures of that are fully assembled, right? And there's one from, like, the Netflix... Um, Iron-Blooded Orphans, that's like the Barbatos frame, and there's like the Unicorn Gundam and like the Wing Gundam. I think there's like at least a dozen of the Gundam Universe ones out there that are already at Target and Walmart and stuff like that. And those are absolutely fantastic um, because Gundam is like, it's it's making a copy just depending on like uh, movie production cycles. So I'm super jazzed because I was a Gundam fan and I get to work on this stuff associated with the movie. Like... They're paying me to do this, right? Like, super cool. Um, and so I am deep in the Gundam planning right now, right? And we actually um, just launched, we started pre-selling um, these four-and-a-half-inch Gundam figures, right, that are on Amazon right now. I think, like, GameStop has them um, up for sale. Um, that are, there's five Gundam frames from each of the different Gundam IP throughout time. Right, so you have the 1978 version RX872. You have like the Netflix version. Um, you have like the Gundam Wing version, and all their their arms and legs are swappable. So one torso will fit one other leg, such that like you can mix and match to your heart's content. And then each of these oh, comes wow. as a build figure, so that when you collect all five, you get to build this bonus Zaku, which is like the stormtrooper of the Gundam world, yeah. right? Like the, the heavy that just like cannon fodder, right? Um, you get to build this Zaku that's not sold in stores, right? So you buy five and you get six, and you can swap those parts too. And they're 12 bucks, right? And they look fantastic. Okay. Um, and they're coming out this fall. They look really, really great. We just launched them like maybe like two or three weeks ago. Um, we had a press release and all that like that. So they they look really, really cool. I'm really happy with them. So that, that's, that's, awesome. that's new on, on the Gundam side as far as I go. And then like, the model kits, you know, we've been making them for years, and and they have new yeah. ones every season, every season. So, um, I, I'm making the prediction now on this show, like Gundam's going to become a big a big thing. I mean, worldwide, it's like the sixth best media franchise of all time. Like, mm. uh, when I when I'm like doing my sales presentations and I'm like talking to like all the big box retailers, I have this chart that shows like. Um, global sales of all time and like the top like 10 and like Gundam is like right in the middle but like Star Wars isn't on there Marvel's not on there Disney's not on there Frozen's not on there but Gundam is like from since 1978 until now Gundam stuff is absolutely huge worldwide like hands down other other properties that people talk about don't even come close and so when this movie comes out in two or three years it's it's going to become it's 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 going to generate its own gravity, right? So it's I'm really super excited about it, and we're and we're just getting started. Wow! And you heard it here first. That's exciting. That's <laughs> very exciting. Two years from now, I'll be like, what was I talking about? But no, I'm pretty <laughs> confident it's going to do well. It has a huge. I mean, it already has already a fan base, right? Second, maybe only to Lego, as far as a community of people that share stuff and customize stuff. Like, Gundam's right up there. I mean, there are conventions where they have competitions of people who deck out and customize their own Gundam model kits. Everything from they have lighters to make, like, real scorch marks and battle damage. Like, 
it's no joke. People like are into it, and and some of the stuff that they come up with is like art. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I I want to say the ones that I've seen at Target, I haven't seen the models. It's the figures that they keep on their mm-hmm. back wall. And yeah. I think they're going for like 20, 24 bucks. 25, yeah, 24 99 yeah. uh, in the entertainment section, yep. right? Yep. Uh, right next to like the Funko Pop dolls and stuff like that, right above them. You see Gundam Universe. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. pretty sweet. The, those are awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm so close. But I also got to check too, see um, what what they sell at Mitsukoshi at the Jap- uh-huh. Japan Pavilion at Epcot. Yeah. Because I know they've carried quite a bit of Gundam stuff, or they did uh, yeah. pre-pandemic. So I, I'm always I'll have to go check that out next time. Yeah. Again, and there's like get a good break. There's like there's like hundreds of like Gundam video games out there. Yeah, like a couple hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there, I think there's one or two for. I use an iPhone. I think there's one or two for the iPhone alone. Yeah, there's the well. It's it's funny because the um the. The twelve buck figures that I was talking about, the Gundam Infinity series, are directly taken from the concept of the Gundam Breaker mobile game. Right? The mobile game basically is you create a Gundam from all the other Gundams in history, so you can mix and match across different um, storylines. Right? And that's why in this collection you have the one from 1978, the one from 1992, the one from the most present version. Right? right. And and it's directly tied into the mobile game. Right. In terms of like this, these are real life representations of the Gundam frames that you can play in the mobile game. Right. So. So we try to tie in as much as possible. So it's pretty neat. So speaking of because um, Gundam comes in under the premium Brandi or premium Bandai line that I've seen going to the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go to Star Wars. And I see the Star Wars stuff. Um Oh, the, the model kits and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Why Why is it so difficult to get in to the States? Like, I'm really big on the Astromex, and I know Bandai mm-hmm. Japan has the die cast um, equivalent to the whatever the six-inch scale is. Uh-huh. Astromex. How come? Is it because of Hasbro? That y'all can't bring those into the states, or I think it it depends. Um, how can I explain this? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time in, in my career when I worked um, at Warner Brothers in, in the movie business. Um, you can have a movie that's made here in the states that's distributed by another studio in another country, right? So if I release a superhero movie, right? Um, I can work with a partner in France or Italy and they will distribute that movie that was actually made by another company that originally made the movie, right? Okay. So you have all these distribution partners. With, with the example that you're saying in terms of like why are certain things not available at certain times, it really depends on what property it is and what form, right? Some, some companies will legally have the right to market, sell, and distribute um, figures above a certain price point or a certain size. And that's sort of their corner of the room, right? Mm -hmm. And others are, they will have the permission to use the same property in a category that's less than $20, 
and can only be up to six inch figures, right? So depending on what it is, right, you, you sort of carve up the license, right? And then you have like, you know, the master licensee, and that is nobody can do it except this one company across every iteration and permutation of that. That kind of thing is few and far in between because there's not a whole, I mean, it, it, with a really big franchise, then you're talking about like, well, who has the rights to make the lunchbox or like the flip-flops or like the toy or the t-shirt. And right, then like right, right. no company does everything, right? So that's why you use like, who's a t-shirt company? Give it to these folks. Who's a toy company? Give it to these folks. Who is a high-end collectible company that has the expertise to make these beautiful $300 statues? Well, that's Bandai Japan because that's their bread and butter, right? And so that's why you'll have like some model kit Star Wars property because when it comes to model kits, nobody beats Bandai. Just plain and right, simple, right, right? And so the people who are making all these IP, obviously they want the best for their product, so they seek out the best um, company who has the capability and the talent to do those things, right? So what Bandai, what we're known for is spot on interpretations from the anime to the figure, right? We bridge those two things together, whether it's One Piece, whether it's Naruto, whether it's Dragon Ball, right? Like that's the corner of the room that we own. Right. And when it comes to Gundam, we are smack dab in the middle because that is what we invented in the first place. And so we're going to be the ones that are going to make the model kit and the action figure and the collectible statue and all those things. Right. So, um, that, that's kind of a roundabout way to say this is the mechanism of how certain properties appear in different forms in different countries. Okay. If, if, that, if that makes sense. It, it's a yeah, really yeah, long yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to explain it. So, so, go check out the so, Japanese import sites and bring them in that way, <laughs> or, or or look at eBay like I've been doing. Um, because those model kits or the those Astromechs are amazing looking, and I I love seeing you know being an Astromech fan is just it's right there for me. Um, anime heroes. Yeah. So my daughter and her friends have pose the question we know we have uh and I, this is one i know i've been probably mispronouncing naruto 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 it, 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 it depends right some people say naruto some people say naruto i, I think Japanese, i said naruto earlier in, in japanese if you watch like the, the 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 original anime in japanese naruto right and some people say naruto it, it depends but we get it he's not sensitive uh and then we have the saint <laughs> saint Seiya. Uh-huh. Figures and now um one piece. Correct. We have given out as birthday presents to two of my daughter's friends, Hunter Hunter, Volume One. Manga. Wow. And they all have turned my daughter onto watching Hunter Hunter. It's a great show. It's a different show that I, I'm is. enjoying. And I'm like, okay, wait. I, I haven't checked it out yet. I, I've watched the first season with her and started watching season two. I'm like, first episode of season two, like we've seen all this. Yeah, but this is a recap. It's This is all being told from the story, <laughs> from the point of view of the letter he sent to his sister. Oh, okay, cool. Never mind. Yeah. Let's continue. Their question is, will we see potentially down the road any hunter, hunter, hunter figures? Uh, that I, I can't answer these kind of questions. Um, so, so here's 
Here, I, well, without making a statement, right? I, I will, I will make a, a framework, right, of of how we determine what comes next in anime heroes, right? Again, when I said, you know, what Bandai does better, right? We own the corner of the room when it comes to anime figures, yep. right? That's that's us, right? So we want to make sure that we not only make great figures, but that we are remaining on top of the current trend of what people are watching. And that means two things. What is new right now versus what are people watching right now, right? So... Naruto has been around for a long time, but yeah. more and more people are watching it. Now, partly is because like you can watch every episode online on YouTube, right? And it's on like right. Netflix and it's on Crunchyroll and all these places, right? So people are discovering this for the new for the for the first time. And we work with our partners like Funimation and Crunchyroll and we know who's watching what and when, right? So that lets me know what's hot right now, right? Hunter Hunter's been out for a little bit, but I know it's had this resurgence, right? People are discovering it. And as more people start talking about it, right? It, it's almost like, you know, the magical season three on Netflix, right? Like that's when people start discovering a show and they start watching it over again, right? So great anime figures, great quality, right? Current, what's happening now versus what are people watching now? And all of this, and it takes about 14 to 16 months from the time I said, let's do this figure to the time the figure comes out, right? So I have to guess about a year and a half to two years, depending on when this thing's gonna come out, if it's gonna hit, if people are still gonna be interested in this kind of action figure, mm-hmm. right? Amongst all the other shows that are out there, and there are some fantastic shows, right? So yes, whether it's Dragon Ball, whether it's Naruto, whether it's Attack on Titan, whether it's Jujutsu Kaisen, whether it's Bleach, whether it's Digimon, whether it's Hunter Hunter, whether it's Death Note, whether it's like, on, and the list goes on, right? Like there's all these things that we can release for anime heroes, but we have to figure out, do we do this at the same time as adding more Naruto characters or do we stop Naruto? Do we add more One Piece characters and then bring in a new property? Right. Because to be fair to the retailers, right, there's only so many slots on the wall. Right. They're not going to have every single figure that exists in anime. I mean, Dragon Ball, they have over 52 figures already. Right. So we have to figure out what's the right time to release the right property and, and what styles. Right. So am I aware of Hunter Hunter? Yes. Would I think it will be a fantastic addition to anime heroes? There's a thought process involved, right? Because one is, is it going to be, and we use the term toyetic enough, right? Is it gonna make a good action figure? Because when when you put out an action figure, we know that a certain percentage who are fans are gonna buy it just because they love the property, right? They're just gonna buy it, right? Others who might not be familiar with the property, before you buy it, you have to pick it up and hold it in your hand for the most part if you're in a store. Right. And is this character, going to look cool enough in the box through the window that you're going to pick it up and be like, oh, this is a cool looking action figure. I wonder what this anime property is. And then maybe they'll watch it. And then once they watch it, then, oh, they love it. And then they're going to want to buy the next one. Right. So for a particular, and I'm not going to use any examples, 
because um, I don't want to give too many hints. But if there is a particular anime and everyone has the same clothes, but the only difference is like the face, what's why buy all of them, right? They, they look too similar. If you look at what we're doing with like Dragon Ball, every character is different. Goku with the blue hair, Goku with the black hair, Goku with the red hair, Goku with the tail, Goku without the tail, right? There's all these varieties and they look different. So you're gonna right. wanna collect them all. But if Goku, if the only thing that changed about Goku was his hair, like how long can you get away with that for? Right? Three, four figures maybe, right? But if there's a particular, let's say there's an anime and everyone's in the military and they all have exactly the same uniform, exactly. And the only thing different is their faces, that's not a very wide variety of action figures. So, although it may be the best anime story in the world, it might not be a good candidate for an action figure. Okay. At least enough that the large retailers will say, I want to buy all of them, right? So, that's where the business part gets into it. I would love to release everything, but it, there are constraints in terms of like what just sort of makes sense. That kind of, that kind of in a way makes me think of uh, the uh, the old three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe line. Yeah. Where, where G.I. Joe is an army of, you know, of different characters and stuff. But if you just did a bunch of guys in army fatigues, nobody would care. Right. That, that, and that was the genius of G.I. Joe, right? You had every function had a different thing, whether you have your commando, whether you have your, your fire trooper guy i had them all right whether you're the pilot whether right. you're the submarine commander whether my, i think it was my favorite my favorite was like um i forgot his name he was like the he had a scuba suit he was hawaiian i forgot his name what was it um he Ooh. was a hawaiian figure he had a black and gray scuba suit yeah i know he was like I, an I undersea exactly. commando or something like that i forgot his name but I, I think yeah, I need to, but I know who you're talking about. Right? And, 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 and the little back, yeah. the card, it says, like, his stats and stuff like that. And he was, like, born in Hawaii. And and, and that was sort of his thing. Um, God, I forgot. I'd have to look it up. But I'll, I will later <laughs> later this weekend. But, but, but yeah, <laughs> right? Like, it, they're very toyetic. Everyone looks different, right? And so when, when you right. are figuring out what styles to use, you have to figure out, is it the popular character? The most popular character? Or a character that is popular enough, but just looks cool, right? Because you want people to discover the property as well, right? You're always going to have that percentage of people who are going to buy it no matter what, right? But you want people to discover the anime for the first time. And a lot of times that action figure is going to be their first entry into that thing, right? So if you look at like Black Clover, it's a perfect example, right? I love Black Clover. It's a fantastic property. And the characters are different enough, even though they're wearing the same uniform, or you're sort of like, okay, maybe, maybe, right? You don't want to go so deep in the line that it ain't going to make sense, right? Uh, so there, there's, right. I mean, it, my, I have a, a very good problem, right? There's a wealth of action figures and a great anime, right? I just got to figure out what are people going to be watching a year and a half from now when these things come into the store, and I have to guess right, right? That that's that's the one job I have. Guess what people are going to do six months, 12 months, 18 months from now and message out that thing. <laughs> oh, so you're a fortune teller. Uh, hardly. But <laughs> if I was, it'd make my job a lot easier. Is it, yeah, tor no is it torpedo? <gasps> yeah, I think I think is that's right. Is it? I don't know. I, it sounds familiar. It has a nice, but I don't, I don't think it's torpedo. I think it's something different. 
If I had, if I had to bet, I would bet. I would bet. Is it? Check, check that link. I think I found them. You know, there's probably people screaming at us <laughs> right now. You fool! It's harpoon or something like that. Harpoon was like the sailor, right? Harpoon was the sailor. And he had the the, the parrot. No, right? that, was, that was a shipwreck. That was shipwreck. Oh, that was shipwreck. Oh, okay. Voice I by. I think it was har- there has to be a harpoon, right? Like, there's only so many names you can choose. Probably. Oh yeah, it definitely has to be a harpoon. I'm checking my. I'm checking the website. <laughs> this website just go alphabetical. See if there is a harpoon. You hear that, Hasbro? Make a harpoon if you haven't done already. Uh, <laughs> no harpoon. Really? No harpoon. I, I well, like, that's, that's your next nautical-themed uh, action figure, harpoon. Unless it was a vehicle. Oh, oh, like a harpoon. It's a fast attack vehicle or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because yeah, then you maybe. couldn't have the, the actual character driving the thing. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I think, I believe tarp. Torpedo is the figure you're looking for. Is it? Okay. Yeah, because for, <laughs> for for me, um, the one, there, there's actually two G.I. Joe figures I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking for the Rowdy Piper convention figure. <laughs> so I, I, I was a big Rowdy Piper fan. Um, heel or face, I loved Piper. And two, there was a Dreadnought that was based out of Kissimmee, Florida. And now that I live in Kissimmee, Florida, I ah. I want that dreadnought. I remember uh, I, I, yeah. bought, I bought the, I had my mom mail away for it, the first Destro. When you couldn't buy yeah. it in stores, you had to like order him. I remember having him. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Um, what else? We, we talked about, um, obviously, Digimon X was the big thing. Uh, oh. We did touch on the new Gundam line coming out. What else big that's coming out um, that we could promote as well that would be coming out around the same time as the, the new Gundam line and the new Digimon X line? Um, Gundam is kind of the biggest news. I mean, Digimon X is... So there's... I can't say what it is, but Digimon is moving. Right, like we're doing a lot of really cool stuff, um, and like this time next year, there's going to be really cool more Digimon stuff that we're that we're doing with, and, and we're still in the planning phases now. Um, but I say, as far as like high profile stuff that a lot of people are going to start hearing about, I think Gundam there, and then of course there's Dragon Ball, right? The, there's going to be a new Dragon Ball movie next summer, right? right. And so in terms of the movie comes out and then there's going to be like the new figures associated with the movie. And, and so that, that's going to be a big thing as well. So, um, we'll probably be announcing probably the next few months. Like what are those new movie figures? Right. Cause you know, the trailer is going to come out and we're going to know, you know, who are the main characters and what are the great battle scenes? And, and of course you're going to make the, the action figures right tied to the theatrical release. Like that, that's what you do. Right. And so, um, we're, we're in those planning stages now. So probably around like holiday time ish, right. October, November, December ish. We'll probably have enough information about the theatrical release where we're saying like, here's what we're going to be doing. So. Okay. And I, I found the dreadnought it's dreadnought crusher. Ah, there you go. From Kissimmee, Florida. Go ahead, Derek. I was going to say that makes sense. 
<laughs> a Florida man. Yep. Got gotta get him. He's not a, and he's not on eBay at all. <laughs> it's insane. Um, well, do you want an original one? It's going to be expensive, probably. Well, apparently, a boar, dreadnought boar, is forty-five bucks. Um, it's absolutely insane. Um, Derek, you got anything else for Cisco? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go back and maybe end this one. One last question. Sure. If you have an original Digimon device from when they first came out 20 plus years ago, will it connect to Digimon X? I'm, I'm 70% sure it will. Wow. Uh, okay. Wow. Will it... Will you be able to have the full functionality and get that bonus egg? I'm not sure. I can follow up with you. I know I know they're pretty close, and I know there's a few programming differences, um, but but I don't want to be 100% sure and then have someone be like, I tried it, and then like my 20th like exploded because the Digimon X was like too powerful, an opponent. Um, <laughs> I, 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 can follow, I can follow up with Cass uh, once I find the answer, and, and we'll know. You can put it in the show okay. notes. Awesome. We will add it as an update to the show notes. Um, and I will say again, uh, shout out to Cass who not in the shadows listening this, this week. <laughs> um, She's great. She keeps me in line. So um, anything you want to add that we didn't catch or anything you might want to, or a possibility of turning the tables on us and asking us as consumers. Yeah type thing i would i would say uh what kind of where do you think anime is going do you think it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger is it will it just sort of level out because things are opening up again people are going to be going to movies again but people have had a year and a half to discover anime and there's like hundreds of hours um, if you had to guess, you think it's going to grow, stagnate, continue to explode? What? I uh, think with with the um, with the streaming services like Netflix and everything. Um, as I was going through the other day, I was just going through Netflix, just looking at all the different anime on it. Um, I think I think it will continue to grow and <clears throat> excuse me grow in popularity and there's even um like netflix even has they're making their own anime now mm-hmm. um yeah. so i think i think that's going to help to to uh bring in new audiences and everything so yeah i think it, i think it's gonna i think it's gonna get a lot bigger okay how about you mike um if that's possible <laughs> i I think, well, I'm coming at it from a parental point of view. Sure. No, that's and, important too. And I'm seeing my daughter get into it more. And after, like we talked about, she gave to two of her friends birthday at their birthdays, uh, essentially three weeks apart. She gave each one of them a Hunter Hunter volume one mm-hmm. um, because it's a show that, I guess the 
the series is different than the manga. Yeah. Um, and and the girls were wanting the manga. Now Zoe's wanting the manga. Uh, Zoe has been getting into the studio Ghibli as well. Um, I think from a parental point of view, she's getting ready to hit sixth grade. That's okay. I think that is where it really takes off more in kids. Even though some of these kids have been watching since third grade, because I've heard her talking about for a few years, I think it's going to continue, at least in my world and in the circles I'm in, I think it's going to continue to grow as they start discovering more and more shows that touch on their world a little bit more along with their fantasy world with the Hunter Hunter I think they're going to find some of these shows that touch on their, um, on what they're experiencing at school. Got it. Okay. No, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be around with us for, for quite a while. So it'll, it'll be a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. what, what I we think took, that's safe to say, I think with what we talked about last time too, I would still love to see, you know, different series of you know, classic anime mm-hmm. and each wave is a different movie, be it Akira, Ghost in the Shell, yeah. Vampire Hunter D or mm-hmm. Robotech or Speed yeah. Racer or G4, Spaceship, Space Battleship, Yamamoto, Devil which, Man, which yeah. I didn't, There's a wealth of stuff out there. I didn't realize till we talked last time that there was a live action space battleship Yamamoto movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, was. Forgot about that. And I, and I finally found it and on, I think on YouTube and I started watching it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you for, for joining us again. I know sure. this is not going to be the last time. Uh, well, I know you'll be back. I'll be happy. Again, um, you know, definitely would love to have you back before going into the holidays to hear what the Bandai holiday offerings will be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. I guess, actually, I'll ask my next question off air because it doesn't really pertain to our, our listeners. But um, go check out Cisco's work on Bandai.com because that's where you get to see yeah. his... his his hard work and energies. <laughs> I have a lot of help. Uh, come to life um, in helping decide what comes to the public. Uh, so check them out there. Um, you know, friend of the show. Hopefully, you know, we consider a Bandai friend of the show as well. Um, of course. We, we love hearing new news from you guys. And uh, anything to add, Derek, before I just start rambling? Uh, I'm, I'm not good. Because I'm trying to figure out how, how am I going to bring this so close? Um, Just uh, it, it, it's always fun talking to you, and uh, yeah. thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's, it's on again. Been uh, can't wait to see what uh, can't wait to see what what else comes out in the future. I yeah, buckle up. I can't wait to actually get a couple uh, Digimon X devices so Zoe and I could go at each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be a blast. Of course, once she gets it, once she gets hers, I'm gonna have her do a review on uh, Adventures in Geek. So that'll be awesome. Uh, thank you again, Cisco, for for joining us. Like I said, it's not. I, hopefully, it won't be the last time. Not at all. And uh, 
We missed you, Cass. You'll have to come on next time and actually be on air with us next time, Cass. I'll be fine. And uh, until next time. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.